Happy Tuesday. Hello, everyone. March the 20th, and here we are. First day of spring. First day of spring. Couldn't tell it here. No, you can't. It's actually a little chilly, but what's wrong with that? Nothing. No. <laughs> Unless you don't like chilly, <laughs> and that would be certain people. Unless you're ready for spring clothes. And we have things budding and starting to bloom, so it's okay. Yeah. You know, I think the cool thing is just that we're all gearing up right now for August Rush. And that <laughs> has our sights set on warmer temperatures. And uh, I'm hearing that the registration page should be up. We've just gotten our um, details back from the Hampton Inn for those who are staying in the hotel. And so we're very excited to announce that August Rush this year will be in our new building, the barn at Aruba, which we're very, very excited about. Yes, and it's not just like next year in Jerusalem, like it's like for real, we're gonna be in the barn. And uh, I wish, gosh, you guys need to be on Instagram if you're not, and we'll post a picture, but the siding is up, not, not completely, but the sides and the back, the red barn metal is on there and it looks like a barn now and it's very exciting. Well, the glorious uh, metal roof is there uh, and the porches that we're so excited about, the porches are in place. Um, so by the end of this week, roughly, it should look like the barn completely on the outside and that that has us just blown away God is moving and he's moving very quickly um, and that's very consistent with what we've seen this year 2018 which is less than three months old now is already a year of floodgate and God has opened a floodgate and we are absolutely stunned by all of the things that he's doing and how quickly he is moving. So um, as the rumble of trucks drive <laughs> past us at, in the offices of the corner, which is where we are today, uh, that rumble is, is like the pitter-patter of little feet to my grandmother because I can tell you that there's nothing quite like the joy of being in our offices here at, at the corner while right down the street, two to three miles down the road, the building, the barn uh, is so visible now. It's just been an incredible year and we're utterly blown away by it. Yeah, and I did like how you said the, the year was less than three months old. You know, most people are like, can you believe this much is gone? But but you really did that from how much we have left. I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, we're just got, having our own personal conversation in here. Yeah, ignore us. So yeah, over <laughs> over nine months to go in this year, and uh, preparing for August Rush, so exciting, and uh, we've already heard from people all over the world. A large contingency is going to be coming, uh, descending upon Bixby, which is which is what we're really wanting because we know God has something that He wants to release this year, something very precious to Him. We know that it, it's spiritual seeds that he wants to give. And so we're very hopeful that everyone who can come comes. Our capacity will nearly double from a tent that fits 200 to a building that fits 350 plus. And uh, just knowing that we're going to have the extra space, 
We're going to have a, a very comfortable seating environment. And yeah, we're going to have flushable toilets. So we're very, very excited about all the things that um, are coming with the barn for this August rush. You can see the porch around it now and the side and the back. Very exciting. The porch will be on there. So, but today we are at the corner. So we know it can be a little echoey and then the rum and rumbly, but uh, it would be much worse at our house today. So we are still in the midst of construction there. And I think there's like this crescendo week that you have where like everything's getting kind of brought to culmination at once. So there are you couldn't have even believed how many trucks were at our house this morning, how many people inside and outside, and, and then our neighbors had stuff going on, and so it was just, um, we weren't even sure we were going to be able to get out to get here, but we did, so so we brought the girls, and they did, they've been doing school here, and it's a lot quieter for them here too, so we do know the acoustics aren't as good, but but you'll, you're with us always, so we know you'll, you'll, you'll tough it out with us, so... It's, um, it's going to be great. Yeah. We're, we're this, this year, this, this year of 2018, which we'll just speak Gregorian for simplicity, but, but we saw such a massive shift in the beginning of January and, uh, and it's so tangible in our lives right now. And the reason that we emphasize this, this to you is that you might know that there's something to, um, take a hold of. There's something to receive in heaven right now on earth. And we just encourage each of you, do not miss out on this inheritance. Uh, it's not, I don't believe it's something you can miss out on, but I do believe that in an intentional prayer, an intentional call within that daily bread that you're asking for each day, that just bringing before the Lord that the floodgate is open and you know that it's open and that you are receiving your daily bread of that inheritance. And uh, we want you to receive that. It is such a comprehensive, uh, barns are filled with every yeah. kind of provision, Psalm 144, and that your vats would be overflowing and uh, that there's a reason for it that God's provision the people that he wants to introduce you to, the uh, doors that he wants to open for you, the resources that he wants to bring to you, uh, the, the reputation that he wants to resurrect, all of the things that he has in store for you, that you would have those because you're going to need them, and which, which also means that God just wants to kiss you. And so he wants to provide the supply lines, everything that you need for now, but also he wants you to feel his love in, uh, in what has been a, uh, an active effort on his part to move on our part and on our behalf, and that we have all participated through our choices, our choices over the last years, uh, maybe even a decade, but through all of these years, for a time such as this. And uh, so we bless you and we encourage you to be asking God daily for that inheritance. Yeah, you know, for us, we never knew we would have a literal barn. Yeah. But Papa gave us that scripture <clears throat> some years ago, many years ago, actually. So 
We've we've been in birthday mode here because Pa's birthday was yesterday and it was awesome. Yeah. And uh, we we love that. We love we get to be the same age for six weeks yeah. and it's just a very special thing for us. We love it and make a really big deal about it. And uh, and uh, then then I have my birthday and I don't actually get younger, so I am older than Pa. So I then pass him for those months and then we get to join together again in March. But we also had Popsy's birthday and she turned 19. So actually it was 19 years ago that Papa just really highlighted that scripture about your your vats will be full and your barns overflowing or I might have reversed that. But the fact that it's a literal barn is just like so good we can barely stand it. You know, he just really reminded us of that a few weeks ago it's like it's an actual barn and so (laughs) we're you know and we're just we're just gonna call it the barn I'm not even gonna fancy the name up at all on this one it's just gonna be the barn because it does mean storehouse it does mean his his resources his provision and the greatest of those is love and so um and I think that's kind of our context today is just this real awareness of what he's been doing to to show his love to us, not because we were downing it in any way, but just, it's like he's kind of going, you know, overtime on it, just, just to, to show us this, and um, in, in the many ways, and how long, and how far, and how wide, and how deep, and all that kind of thing, and so I think for us, this past week, it's been so much about his voice, about he's just talking, just talking so clearly, and uh, we're having these separate moments where it's happening and then we get to come together and, um, and share about it. And that is no small feat right now because though, um, well, there's no though. It's just still really busy. There's still just a lot happening. And, and we have, you know, such amazing servant hearts here. So everyone's like, what can we do to help? And we're like, we don't know. Because we, we're still birthing, like we're in this immense birthing time. And so it's just all the contractions. And, and there's this moment, um, well, I find, or found during birthing that, you know, you, you kind of can lose your breath a little bit with the intensity, but there's this moment you just settle in and you're like, I can do this, you know, I actually can make it. I remember our doctor with Toggle assured me I was going to say I couldn't do it and you know, you should never say that to me, but, <laughs> but there, there's this moment and you know, it's so real. You're like, you're right on the edge of can't do it. You know, what are you going to actually do? You're, there's no going back, but, but there's this amazing moment where you're like, you just settle into the contractions and you just let your body respond. And so I think we've gotten there now in just the wild wonderful of these past months that you know we haven't even been able to describe fully because we wouldn't know what to say yet but you'll get to experience all of it with us and we just get to have contractions instead of you and that's pretty cool um mm-hmm. you're so welcome yeah. so <laughs> but we we've settled into the contractions and we're just we're just excited to see what all he births but he's kind of been midwifing us with just this this way he's speaking and this way he's talking and how specifically and succinctly he's speaking to us giving us getting us up and just talking in the in the everyday things and so we've been just so um 
overwhelmed in the best possible way by it because it's like that you can do it you can do it like this is me you can do it it's gonna happen this is real this is me and and every time we drive by the barn we remember all the contractions we had for that so um yeah so it's just a real like no less intense but we've settled into the intensity i guess so right yeah it's just been great praise god for all that he's doing here Praise God for all that he's doing around the world. We know that he is extending his love, his blessing, and his favor. So what a joy it is for us to know that he has prepared us all for such a time as this. And so a perfect time to step into it. Yeah. So I, I uh, actually was woken up two mornings in a row. And that's actually not as usual for me. You guys all know my story. My, my comforter is my talit is actually at his chair when uh, we were moving to Nave you know over a year ago media was <laughs> helping us and he was we have we've been just so fortunate in our last few houses to have a little off our room just a little sitting area and so that's where our our chairs are and so he's like oh you're gonna let me move Pa's chair it's where the magic happens I'm like well you can move my chair nothing magic happens in there but now, like, we switched chairs because his was squeaking because he sat in it so much. And I, I didn't sit in mine enough to make it squeak. I pray other places. But anyway, so, you know, he's in the chair, but I, my comforter is the sleep. But uh, there's been some very specific moments. And so um, two nights ago, and it was actually, it was quite early in the morning, but I just, I woke up and all I wanted was to know what, was on Papa's heart for the world that that moment you know just what's on your heart for the world and how how can I join you how can I agree how can I minister to you and and he brought up the scripture which I don't don't have the reference but where it says what those things said in the dark will be shouted from rooftops that kind of thing and it it was really a very powerful moment there was no um it was just awe, I guess is what I'll say, because I, I realize how easily um, I can just really with Pa, you know, like talking about the day, that kind of thing, not let my words be laced with light and how I want whenever those rooftop moments come, I want it to be what, not about what I said or didn't say, what I really believe, what's true in my heart. And so I've been very much just kind of watching that and um and then the other part uh was this morning and I I did wake up at 325 and I often don't look at the clock like I know a lot of people do that to know what time Paul really does but that can get my mind going like how long you know I could go back to sleep for what I need to do when I get up so I don't (laughs) always do that but I did this morning I felt um really impressed to do that and so it was 325 so I just was pursuing 325 scriptures and there were two there were a lot and they were all amazing like you know sometimes you look it up and it's like oh I hope I hope that's not the one but this one like they were all really amazing but the first one was Lamentations 325 and it says the Lord is good to those whose hope is in him to the one who seeks him or in the complete complete Jewish Bible, it's Adonai is good to those waiting with him, to those who are seeking him out. 
And that just, I don't know, that was just kind of like a balm because you guys have heard us on the podcast. We say it here all the time and it's no less true even with all the birthing that's happening. But when we wait with him, things get weighty. Like they just get all gloried. They get, you know, they get so precious to carry. And so that just, that just reminded me of it. And then the next one was Romans 3.25. And it says that God put Yeshua forward as the kapara or the sacrifice of atonement. That through his faithfulness in, in respect to this sacrificial death, that there would be this vindication of his righteousness because until this moment there had been Passover for so many sins and I don't I don't know that we consider that like God was waiting for Jesus too like he was waiting with Jesus he was carrying Jesus he he knows those contractions he was waiting for that redemption too he couldn't wait for the moment when it would be released as redemption for the world. So he was waiting for that because he had offered this Passover for so many things of the past that now could be fully redeemed. And um, with Passover coming, you know, we've been talking a lot about it. We had date night last night and and uh, we will do various things. It was Pa's birthday, so we, we started way earlier and did a lot of things, but in the end, like, nobody was home. There were no workers, and we just needed the quiet of home, and so we just got to kind of talk about what was in our heart for Pesach and Passover, and um, and so it was just a really sweet time. So that scripture coming up this morning, just how precious Passover is to Papa, and we felt we felt the glory of it, the weight of it, of how much it means to him that we celebrate. Um, that we take this time, we set this time apart for him. And, and just, you know, Jesus, I mean, he, he only had hours to live. You know, he didn't even know how long. He didn't know still the fullness of what was ahead of him. And how many of us, like when we know something hard's coming, we want to like separate ourselves already and, you know, no, we can't be social. We can't do these things because something hard is coming and we got to be prepared for the hard but Jesus he had Passover with his beloved ones with his disciples like he didn't miss that remembrance and that recount you know and so just been feeling all that and as we've prepared for Passover just thinking of some of the the beautiful little mysteries that are hidden within the celebration one of those is the you hide the yeast and then you find it. And of, of course that represents, you know, finding our hidden sin and that kind of thing. But along with that, this year, the, the Lord's just really been talking to me about a really specific thing he wants to find. And and I think it just stems from since it was shared at Winter Tea about faithful and true. And thank you all who have been writing about that and just the impact of it. But like that's it for me. I just want to be faithful. So I'm like, what, what can I be faithful to in the preparation for this Pesach, for this Passover? What's precious to you that I would be faithful to? And, and Papa said, the lost things, the things that, um, 
you know, you, you sometimes just don't even notice or missing. But at one point, it was so precious to you. Like, you were never going to let that go. Do you know? It's like you were never letting that go. And then you're at this place and you did along the way. And, and sometimes, of course, there's seasons where things are more prominent. But this isn't that. This is where we just, through whatever it is, just the ways of the world, the weight of the world, the wicked of the world, whatever it is, we, we let go of something that was fundamentally us. And, and it was something he gave us, like it, it wasn't personality, it was promise, it was inheritance. And like, we were always going to have that. Um, just like, you know, the, the, the true bride price, you know, bridal gift that was given to all of us is El Shaddai, it's the Holy Spirit. That's the thing he said, this is your inheritance. It can never be taken from you, you know, and so just looking at some of those things and um, so he was really speaking about it through the parable of the lost coin and uh, I love that this parable is in Luke because if you if you have heard winter tea yet we got to share about the four gospels and the four covenants and Luke is all about inheritance so the fact that this parable is in Luke it's, it's all about inheritance so I've always been really intrigued by this parable you know, the lost coin, and, and I can so get it, you know, he goes for the one, and he leaves the 99, and and how every, every single one is precious, but I've been intrigued, like, why it was a coin, you know, because um, obviously the mindset in biblical times was much different, you know, if I have a quarter fall out of my purse, my coin purse, and it rolls under a car, you know, next to me in the Target parking lot. I'm probably not climbing under there to get it. I'm just going to count it as a loss and just move on about my day. So why? Why was this coin so important, you know, to to this woman? And so just in really thinking about it and talking with him about it and just some, we have a fitting room coming, so I'm digging into just all the the ancient uh, Hebrew wedding customs and all that. But I realized that the reason was because this this wasn't a coin from her coin purse. It wasn't like the penny that rolled out and you're like, oh, this was a coin from a gift she was given at her wedding. So, you know, in the Hebrew wedding process, you have the bride price that is paid. So that's the groom that gets paid to the bride's family, and then you have the dowry, which the bride's family uh, gives to the groom. And then there's this bridal gift, and and so there's there's several gifts that are given to the bride, and it is said, you never have to be, you never have to give this for any reason, meaning, like if we fall on hard times and we need to sell things, that. It's not even considered. This is forever. This is your inheritance. So just like the Holy Spirit is given as our bride price, um, or that that bridal gift, um, the brides were actually given something like this, and and it was a consideration for the future if something happened, you know, with um, to the husband or um, in the marriage, you know, which wasn't as common, but there was just this. You're never going to be without inheritance. So 
that most commonly was the gift of the drachma, and now I'll let Pa say it. Drachma? <laughs> yeah, you can do the little thing. So, <laughs> but so this was the headdress. This was the bridal headdress. So understanding that when when all the covenant was made up to the point that the bride was going to be prepared for the groom and the groom was going to go and prepare the room for the bride from that moment on the bride wore a veil so like where we have engagement rings in that day they had a veil and they wore that veil wherever they went and that said i am married i am betrothed so it, it just was really like off the market you know and so then at the wedding to complete um just the beauty and the to just display like how much this woman meant to the man should be given this headdress and so it had 10 coins and each coin was worth uh gosh i think it was a day's wages um so each one of those coins was worth a day's wages which was very significant so after the wedding a special occasion, formal events, like weddings that this family might go to, the wife would wear that headdress. So this wasn't just on the wedding. And it it was just always, um, it was just kind of a, a sign of this family's faithfulness that they had, they had chosen God's ways um, in their life, in their marriage, in their family. It just, it was an expression of how valuable God was to them. But to not have one of these could, you know, it could be kind of shaming because of that aspect. So if you had lost a coin from this headdress, that would be such a huge thing. That would be a big deal to then go anywhere and have your headdress and you've got a coin that's been lost. You have a coin that's been missing. And, you know, some of it, there's just, there's 10 coins, and that's testimony and completion and, and all of those things. But that is the coin that this woman in the parable um, of the lost coin was looking for. She had lost a coin of her headdress, and she wasn't going to give up because this was a picture that, that the Lord never leaves us without what we need. He never leaves us without... Um, that inheritance we always have it and so to walk out with there being a lack in it was just a big deal so that that's what she was pursuing so it was something given to her that she was always going to have and now it's missing and that's the fervor with which she's looking for this coin so that's what he's impressed on my heart is those things that like from the start from those first encounters with him like I knew he was giving me forever like those things that can never be taken away but somewhere that have I lost a coin on my you know my wedding headdress it would if I go out am I not fully displaying how good he is how faithful he is how true he is how he provides for me and so those are the things I am fervently searching for right now is just those things that I believed with everything and I was never going to let that go because how good was he to do that, to give that, to say that, to speak that. And, and I've let 
I've let them kind of roll under the couch maybe sometimes and now I'm you know searching for them in the dust and all those things that settle so um, I hope that's meaningful to somebody else it's just been really precious to me going forward and I was thinking of a couple of, of stories um, a lot of you may not realize that we met Nightingale and Unifier at the same time so we met them at the same meeting in Boston and Nightingale had this incredible story where like technically so she got an email about the meetings but there was this pre-dinner that she showed up for and people are kind of asking her because it's at someone's home so they're kind of like how'd you know about this and they she's like well I got the email well they hadn't sent an email about it so so everybody's kind of paying attention and they're like well how did you know about terraforming how'd you know about that she's like well and she tells this whole story I'll keep it short but she tells this whole story about seeing Pa on God TV and Pa has never been on God TV um, he's on God's TV but he's never been on God TV so <laughs> so the story was that she caught it right at the end and she never was really on watching she caught it right at the end and he was saying go to terraforming and he did the number four like he does all the time with his fingers the four terraforming you know spelled it out dot com well she went and she listened to the entirety of what we had then which was a lot less than now but it was still a lot like three times by the time we met her and she did that six months before we had a website so like that just I thought of that this morning as I was looking for lost things like I like that has been my life like those kind of moments those experiences where he just moves everything like he moved the couch for me to find that coin this morning like he moves heaven he moves earth he moves everything so we don't miss it like I've always known that I've always believed that that's always been an inheritance for me and when I was young it was kind of I kind of got called Pollyanna about it because I just always believed the best but I I just always knew he would do anything for us and so that was kind of my coin reminder my lost coin reminder this morning and I do think it's really significant because you know if we're not looking for those things that have always been there that are missing like we're missing a whole part of Papa because he's always searching for what's missing for who's missing and in that we don't have the fullness to go forward in the mysteries that he has now and what can happen is we start discerning all that's going on around us and we don't realize that sometimes we're discerning it for someone else to find it like it's their lost coin or it's their mystery and we start trying to take it as our own like it belongs to us and we end up grasping for the wrong thing instead of seeking the right thing seeking the thing he really has for us so when we're just looking for those things that we may have been careless with we may have uh, you know just gotten so used to we've discarded them um, when we look for those and we find those we're ready we're fortified for the mysteries of now and we're not trying to grab everything we are discerning in the atmosphere and take it as ours instead of seeing if we can be a part of somebody else who's looking for their own um, maybe 
things they were careless with or the things they're fortified in there. It's just the things he's bringing now. Yeah. That's the story. <laughs> That's the story. Yeah. Well, amen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you had more. No, that was it, baby. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you said a lot more to me. Okay. <laughs> I doubt we're talking to each other again. Sorry. <laughs> so... Uh, that's it. We just we're so excited. We'll be all together here um, next weekend celebrating Passover, Pesach together, and and we've got some surprises in that that we do get to share. And um, but we hope that that Pesach, as you're preparing for it, finds you found and finding all those things that have always been there that have been treasures. Um, all through your walk, all through your journey, so that you're fortified for all the things you never expected to find. And we love you all. We love you lots. We'll talk to you next week.